Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Praying Mamas with a Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Brittany J. And today I have a, a, a great show lined up for you guys. I have a marvelous guest, Miss Denise Perkins, that's going to join me today uh, and share with you guys her uh, marvelous testimony of how she has came from grief to glory um, with some things that she has dealt with in her life. Um, I really just can't wait for her to share her testimony because I promise she's going to bless you. And that's the main purpose of this podcast is for uh, anybody's story to be able to inspire and push someone, uh, you know, motivate them, help them stay along this journey of parenting uh, and life. And uh, I definitely believe her story today is going to bless your life in many, many ways um, because it blessed me. Uh, So I know it's going to bless you all. So let's stay tuned. my friend Denise and um, I met Miss Denise in 2016. 2016, my first year in DeSoto uh, as a teacher. And let me tell y'all real quick, Miss Perkins, I don't know if you uh, knew this, but without y'all, I wouldn't have made it that year. I'm telling you. I, you know, everything we went through was fed. Oh my God, I wouldn't have made it. I'm telling you right now, I thank God for you and, and Dotson every day. Uh, because hey, so many times I wanted to quit. I came home telling my husband, I'm quitting. I'm not, I'm not gonna do, I cannot deal with these people. I can't deal with these kids. But y'all helped me get through that year. So um, I just wanna say thank y'all for that. Like the last we had, like y'all were there for me. We could talk to each other. And that's what kind of brought me back to this podcast was that, you know, having you on the show because we had so many good conversations. We did. Man, we talked a lot, like about a lot of stuff. It was life. I mean, stuff I was dealing with. with at home, I was able, I could come talk to you about it. You could talk to me about your stuff, and it really made it a lot easier for me to deal with that year and everything else. Okay. Well, you know, I'll say this. Uh, now, don't think that Holly helped you, because you know we, you know, I say I'm not gonna say we met by default, but you know, God doesn't make any mistakes, and we didn't know anything about each other, but it's just like we knew each other. And like you stated, we, we did, we shared a lot and some things we had in common and it just felt good to talk to somebody that could relate and that we were not judging each other. We were not in competition. It was just simply two sisters listening to each other, both of us trying to make it through the year and deal with life. And then in the process, me losing my son and everything, it was like, you don't know that was a struggle to get up every day to come but I had to do what I had to do but knowing that we could talk and you know it didn't even have to be nothing serious it was just laughs and jokes it helped me get through my day as well so I say thank you and thank you for staying as long as you did (laughs) (laughs) because I wouldn't have made it either (laughs) I had to pray every day to get from that job I'm not going to lie to you that was my first kind of adversity, but then I got pregnant, and then my focus was on other things. Again, having y'all like it helped out a lot. Um, is your mic echoing? I don't like that. Uh, okay, we're gonna try to work through it for like five minutes and then switch. Okay, so Miss Perkins, uh, just kind of tell me. Um, I kind of. The topic I really want to talk about was from grief to glory because I kind of know your story. 
and what you have been through and I've seen, you know, your strength. I've seen you uh, could have broke down. You could have uh, like really went into a really different state, but I've seen you from the outside push through for your, for your daughter and for your nieces and nephews that you are now raising. And I want you to kind of talk about your story, your journey that you've had to go from grief to glory. Well, I tell you, none of this life has been easy, but I'll tell you that God has been truly amazing. Um, me losing my son in 2017, he was 18 years old. Just a simple ride, you know, cost him his life. And knowing the fact that you have to get up every day and not have the person that taught you how to love, you know, that taught you how to be a parent. Because again, it comes with no instruction. So he, you know, he was everything I needed. And to wake up one morning and it's all gone from you. That's, that's very hard. And I don't understand, but I trust God. And there, there are some days that I just want to throw the towel in, but I have reason for being. And I know my son wouldn't want me to give up. Uh, this hasn't been an easy journey. Um, in the beginning, I went through depression really, really bad. I mean, there were moments when I thought about suicide. Um, I started drinking extremely bad. I kept alcohol in my closet and a cup on the side of my bed. And I would wait for my daughter to go to sleep, go get me some ice and fill my cup up. But every time I got up, the problems that were still there. So the alcohol didn't fix anything. And I'll never forget, it was one night the devil was over me. He was everywhere. And he was just, he was saying, you know, you know, I, it was just to the point to where I was done. And I got up and I was sitting there and I was like, you know, I can't do this, God. I can't do this anymore. I can't live without my child, somebody that I gave birth to who didn't deserve, you know, to lose his life. And I got, I got up. I mean, I was ready. I was gonna take my life, lock my door, and leave my daughter in the other room sleep. And I'll never forget. In the process, it's like my son came out of nowhere, and I was like, "It's not part of the plan." And all I remember is him saying, "She needs you." And from that moment. I started praying. I mean, I was crying. I was all over the place. And God just spoke to me. And he said, this is selfish. Why would you take your life and leave her? And she's already going to go through a hard life. And, and that's true. And sometimes we don't look at the people around us. You know, we just think about what we're going through. Yeah. So I had to stop and think, you know, she lost a brother. She lost a friend. So why was it okay for me to be selfish and say that I would take my life and leave her alone? 
But when you're going through, you know, we don't think like that. And had my son not came in, I promise you, I wouldn't be here today because I was at that point. I was at that point. I was tired of trying to figure out how some, I mean, I'm not going to say he was innocent, but he wasn't doing anything wrong. We were getting ready for spring break. And now I have to bury my son on spring break. So, so it, it's not easy. It's not easy. And then just when I reach a point in my life and I'm balanced, I'm not okay. I'm just balanced and I'm trusting God's process of knowing that I will be okay at some point. I'll never forget, but I have to be okay because I have another child to take care of. And then, boom, my sister's murdered. So, she was my saving save grace. So, on the days I didn't know how, she showed me how. When I didn't know what to do, she pushed me through. So, so now here I am, I'm down two people that I felt like I couldn't live without. And then not only that, I have to look at her children every day, try to figure out life without both parents. So they went to sleep one night, happy to wake up, not knowing what life is gonna bring from this day forth, because now I don't have a mother or a father. So it's been a journey because I can never be mom and I can't be dad. So you, you just try to balance and figure it out. So here I am again, headed back to depression because in my mind, I couldn't live without her because I've never had to. So we did everything together. You know, we shopped together. We went to the beauty shop together. We went to the nail shop. So it's like our lives were based around each other. So now she's banking on me to be all that I can be for these kids because there's no one else. And it's hard, it's hard. And you know, almost four years later, it's still hard because I'm not mom and I can't be. Yeah, you try your best. So all I can do is love on them, you know, and let them know that they're gonna be okay. And I'm gonna do that till I can't no more. So it's, it's been a journey, but it's been worth it. It's been worth it. Um, have you ever, in this whole situation, have you ever just thought to ask God, why me? You know what? When I lost my son, that was my daily. I would get up every single day and ask God, why did you pick me? Why did you take my son? You know, what made him different from anybody else? And for maybe about the, maybe about the first four or five, what about the, about the four years, first four years, it was hard. It was really hard. And, I, and I'm just gonna be honest, it was days that I would get up and I'm truly a believer of getting up, you know, thanking God, you know, and that's how I would start my day. And it's just like, I shut him out because I was, I was hurt. 
I didn't understand. But then one day, I was sitting there. And I, I started back praying. Thank you. I just started praying. Oh, I hadn't prayed in a long time. Because I had lost trust. And I had lost faith. But he never lost faith in me. He never lost trust in me. So I was like... What gives you the right what gives you the right to feel like you don't need God? Because if you think about it, I mean, he you wouldn't be pushing without him. So I had to take a moment and bring myself back. And in that moment I was praying, I'll never forget. You know, I was asking God for forgiveness and you know, for my thoughts. Because my thoughts, they were off. They were real off. <laughs> And I was just like, you know, God, I'm not understanding, you know, why have I had to go through all of these different things that I went through? And in that moment, he said, why not you? He said, why not you? And I kept asking, why me? And he said, I use you for a reason. And I never understood it. <laughs> I never understood it. I'm like, you use me for a reason. Like, you know, that's that was my first born, my first love, my first everything. And he says, I already knew when I was going to take him back when I gave him to you. And I was like, hmm. And in that moment, I started asking myself, why not me? What makes me so different from the next person? Because there are times you get so caught up. You know, and what's excuse me, <laughs> and what's going on around you that you know we look at our situations and say, you know, I shouldn't have to go through that. I shouldn't have to deal with that. But why not? Why not? And it's funny because when my son passed away, I'll never forget. I was at basketball practice with my daughter, and one of my friends had posted on Facebook, and she was like, "Oh my God, somebody's child." You know, was just hit. Don't know if he's gonna survive or if he made it. And so instantly, I go on and I type a prayer. Look, did I know I was praying for myself? Wow. So you know, we we just don't know, you know, how God is gonna use us in this life. And you know, He showed me <laughs> multiple times that I'm here for a reason. And that his plan is better than mine. Yes. So I, I have been in situations that I kept questioning God why. But he keeps showing me why. And for a long time, I tried to overlook that. But you know, God does things in certain ways to get our attention too. Mm -hmm. So we have to remember that. But it, it's, it's, it was a journey, I'm telling you. It, it, and it's not easy because the depression side takes over. Yeah. And when you go through depression, it's like you shut everything out. Nothing matters. So it's just like if you don't have somebody in your corner pushing you or if you don't if you don't make yourself get up, like it can take control of your life. And I was at that point because my sister was my push through. She was my get up. You know, she was my, we have stuff to do. And I didn't have that anymore. Gotcha. So do you think that sometimes 
God could use situations and we might think that they're not fair, but he can use situations to totally make us depend on him. Yeah. Because you so say you lost your son and then, you know, you had your sister help you know to help you out. Then God took her. So it's like, I want you to trust me. You know, um, I know we never know what why this stuff happened. We we can question all day and we just gonna keep questioning stuff. But he was continue to reveal himself to us. But the thing is, he does want to be the head of our lives. He don't want us to depend on other people. Um, so again, I ask that question because a lot of times that's the main thing most parents go through. Why me, guys? Is it something I did? Is it something they did? You know, we he might never not ever answer those questions. Right. Um, but we just gotta know where our help comes from, and that's him. And I'm grateful, and I'm so thankful that you were able to even come on here and share your story. And just as you were speaking, you know, God was just showing me like, this is how He's gonna use you. You don't know how many other mothers that's gonna hear this story, whether even if it's just one who's going through the same thing, or who may go through it, or who have been through and still trying to figure it out and trying to figure, okay, how did I get through? And they're gonna be able to hear your story and be like, you know what, I can go, I can get past this too. And again, you know, I know you said that it's not a, you're not just, one day I'm over grief. It's an uphill battle and journey, but I do believe that God is using you through this and he has a purpose for your life. He has a purpose in why he allowed that to happen. We may never know the full purpose, but I do think you can flip this around for his glory um, and being there and showing, sharing your story because you're very transparent and I'm glad that you are honest. But you can tell other people which, how you made it through that like, depression is real that you had to go through it and you still got questions you still don't understand a lot of stuff and that's and that's the only right and a, a good thing too that you kind of mentioned that kind of made me think about too is that even as me and as mothers all around the world is that they're not ours God has loaned them to us and we don't know the day or the hour we just want to take them back and we possess it they're our kids we raise them you know we breastfeed them do all that we get them close but we got to constantly daily remind us of God they not ours and that's tough yeah they, that right. is so tough you raise a kid for 18 years and then you know like God you, you want to feel like it's yours you know <laughs> but sometimes we do have to remind ourselves and I want you know other mothers and women out there to think about this it's just we have to surrender daily to him we have to surrender them their lives and they don't even have to be with dealing with death but just the choices that they make in their lifestyle it's only so much that we can control that's um, true and we have to kind of, you know, it's, it's hard, but we got to kind of, I try to think about that on a daily basis. And it helps me sometimes to surrender my control. I don't, I don't want her to go here. I don't want to do this. I'm like, I'm, I'm not in control. I got to trust you. Um, trust what I put in them. And then I got to trust that you're going to continue to keep and watch over and even leading God me. You know, with everything happening with the death of my son, you know, me and my daughter, we've been extremely close like that's my best friend you know she's had my back 100 percent and i don't want to brag <laughs> you know or boast but she's been almost perfect <laughs> she's still a kid right, but she's yes. been almost perfect but you know it was it's been so many days to where she doesn't even know that i didn't know what to do and it's like she would just come out of nowhere I got the kids I pick the kids up I'll get them something to eat I'll get this don't you you know she's just been my saving grace and I you know I don't like to brag or you know to say that I'm lucky 
because at the end of the day, I still lost the child. And, you know, God knows what to give you and when to give it to you. And, you know, it's funny when I got pregnant, when I found out I was pregnant again. Oh my God, I was, I was destroyed. You know, my son was five and I was like, you know, if I was gonna have kids, you know, I wanted them to be like back to back. And you know, it, that wasn't God's plan. So when I found out I was pregnant, I was kind of all over the place. And as you know, now that we're where we are now, you know, God's timing was perfect. And like I said, she, you know, she don't complain. Cause I know there was some days that you know, she was like, I'm not, I know some days like she was saying, I'm not doing this today too, you know? And then having to share your mother with somebody else. You know, you, I lost my brother. So now why do I have to share my mother with somebody else? But she never complained. You know, she made sure that they were comfortable. She took on the role of being a big sister with no complaints. And I'm forever grateful for that. And when she had to, when the day when they said she graduated and she crossed that stage, I thought my life came to an end because she was always there. So it's been, it's been a transition, but I didn't want her to think that she couldn't go because she kept saying, oh, I'm not going. I'm going to get a job and we'll stay here and I'm going to help pay bills. And I was like, no, no, we're not going to do that. And I said, no word did I say I needed you to stay. She's like, but I have to stay. And I was like, no. And that could have been her excuse, you know, to not branch out. And so many kids, they deal with that type of trauma too, where they, she saw to like, really, you, she saw everything you went through. I'm sure she saw enough and she felt it. Like sometimes right. we think we're hiding stuff from our kids. Right. They know when we're sad. They know when they're happy. Like even my little five-year-old was like, mom, you okay? And I can just say, yeah, I'm real fine. And I can just, you know, went through somebody, talked on the phone with somebody and got upset. They noticed every little thing. Um, but I'm also believing that she got stronger through this too. And she definitely could have used that as an excuse way. I'm not going to sit here and be here for my mom. Right. But she went to college and you said that was tough, right? Well, yeah, it's been real tough. And, it, right. and it's not only tough for the fact of her just being gone away. It's the fact that we never spend any time apart. So we didn't do the, I'm spending the night over my friend's house or I'm going over my cousin's house. We just, we didn't do that. Yeah. So it's like, ever since the accident with my son, we've been strictly together. So she's just been there. So then the thought of her being away from me, it didn't matter if it was an hour, 18 hours, or what the case was, is that she's away from me. So the biggest fear is, my son was only up the street. So in the back of your mind, you're thinking like, if that just happened up the street, what can happen miles away? But again, I had to remember, you came back, you asked God for forgiveness. You said you trust him. You said you believe him. So if you're trusting and believing his process, you have to let her go. Now, is it is it easy even though I trust and believe the process? It's not because at college, that's where the worst things happen. And I know who I raised. She knows who I am. She knows what I'm expecting. But at the end of the day, she's still my baby. And it's it's just hard. But, you know, for the most part, you know, we do good. <laughs> I think I took it the hardest. At first, when she went, she was like, oh, I don't want to go. But then after a week, she was like, 
oh, I'll be home in about three weeks. And I'm like, three weeks? But it feels good to know that, you know, she's confident enough and she's responsible enough to know what I expect. And even though we raise our kids and, you know, we instill in them all this good stuff, they're going to make mistakes. And I have to understand that. She's going to make mistakes. She's not perfect. But I'm going to have to trust that God is with her also, no matter where she goes. So, like I said, it's it's a journey. You know, we almost made it this first year. But at the end of the day, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy when you take a hard loss like that. You know, to have to release your baby. You don't, and again, like I've been known to be selfish. I'm just being honest when it comes to certain things about my kids. So, you know, did in, in reality, did I want her to go? No. <laughs> you know, I didn't. I'm just right. being honest. Yeah, baby, stay home with me. Right. You know? <laughs> but you have to let them go because it's only so much sheltering you can do because then they'll, you know, to the point that they're so sheltered that they're not ready for life. And they have to have Right. Them. So, and then too, not only that, I'm not going to be here forever. So I have to release her and, you know, let her find her way. But it's, it hasn't been easy. <laughs> Even having three other kids in the house, it hasn't been easy, but they keep me going. You know, they keep me going. And I find, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of my strength through them because you look at three kids that went to bed one night with two parents wow. in a happy home used to seeing their mom and dad interact with each other to wake up one morning and everything's wiped from them. Everything in the blink of an eye is gone. So if they can get up every day and push through, I know I have reason for being. I know that I can keep going because I don't see how they do it. I don't. Have you seen any change in their behaviors or emotions? Do they talk about their mom or dad? You know what? They talk about their mom. Their dad is a hit and miss. But we talk about my sister all the time. I don't want her to just be a a memory that's forgotten. Yeah. So, you know, we talk about her all the time. Uh, my niece looks extremely <laughs> just like her. So, she's there. Right. And my nephew... And my smallest niece, they act just like her. So she may not be her body, but she's her in spirit. But, you know, we do. We talk a lot about her. You know, they remember her. I don't want them to ever forget who she was and what she stood for. And most of all, how much she loved them. So, you know, at first it was different for everybody. Um, I was never a stranger to them. We spent a lot of time together. So... It's not like they were being placed in an environment where they were going to be uncomfortable or they were going to feel less than, you know, my own daughter. So that that's a blessing because you do, you know, in families, you have families that don't have that relationship right. and kids are just placed with them and then they're in uncomfortable situations. But everything I do from the day my son died to the day of losing my sister, I do it for them. You know, I get up for them. And without them, I'm nothing. I'm just being honest. Yeah, gotcha. With if, and I think, you know, I know God, I, I just sit back and look at my situation sometimes. And I was saying, you know, my daughter graduated. She went off to school. And, you know, I don't mind is the devil's workshop. So just to say, for instance, if my sister was still here, just say if she was. She would have her kids. Yes, 
said she was going to make sure I was okay. But I'm still alone. So I have a lot of thinking time and a lot of downtime. So God knew exactly what he was doing. And what you needed. And what I needed in that moment. Because if if I had not got him, knowing that my daughter was gone, it just, and I'm, and I'm an overthinker. Ooh, get me in a room by myself. Put me in a room by myself and my brain goes 9,000. So they keep me busy. Track, football, cheerleading. And I need that. And I needed that balance. You know, he he, know, he knew that. Yeah. He knew that. And I, and you know, at this moment, I, I don't think I can ever thank him enough because I would be a, I would be a lost soul. I'm just being honest. And, and that's good. I mean, we need that honesty. And that's what sometimes I have to have a talk about, we're talk about uh, later in on the show, but that sometimes like, you know, we don't understand what God's doing in our life. When he give us kids, um, you know, why he was kids, like you said, when you got your daughter, you didn't know that, you know, you weren't trying to have another kid. You wanted to have this planned out of your time. And I know when I had my youngest daughter, when I worked you out, we weren't planning for that. You know, it just happened. But sometimes the things we least plan for end up being our biggest blessings. And I do know um, sometimes that our kids, like, we think that they, the people on the outside, oh, I need my kids, but we need them just as much they need us. And I even look back at that with my half, Alea. And I was going through my first, uh, I went through my divorce with my first husband. And she was my strength and what helped me get up out that situation and move on. Like, I, And I always tell myself, like, God, you knew I needed her as much as she needed me because that gave me that strength. Like, one day I'll, you know what, I can't let my daughter see me like this. I can't right. let her see me in this situation. And that gave me the strength I needed to, you know what, finally let go and move forward. And so I'm just saying that to say, like, sometimes we feel like our kids need us, but man, we need them too. Yeah, we do. We, we do. We definitely need them. And I do think that was awesome how, and orchestrated by God, you know, just the timing of everything and how he gave you, you know, the opportunity to take care of your nieces and nephews. And I'm sure it wasn't a second guess. But I'm, I'm sure when, you, when this situation happened, I was like, God, what do I do now? How do I become a mother to my nieces and nephews? Like, kind of talk about, was it just a natural flow? Or are you just like, I'm just going to wing it? What, what happened as far as, like... Just figuring that whole process out when you have to go from, you know, your sister being murdered to all of a sudden now I'm having to take care of my three uh, nieces and nephews and my daughter. Like, how did that come about? You know, it was, first of all, it was very heartbreaking. Um, I watched my sister and her husband. They were together for 20 years. I've never seen a couple so happy in my eyes. So it's like I kept trying to first process the fact that uh, my sister was gone. I had to process the fact that she wasn't going to be here anymore. I hadn't even got to the point of here are three children that are going to be depending on somebody to make sure that they're okay. And I never forget the day. Um, I had just went back to work uh, the day before. We were excited. My sister was an educator as well. You know, we were excited about our new year and, you know, just ready to move forward. Great things. And I walked in work and sat down in my phone room. And all I was told was, come to your sister's house immediately. So I'm thinking like, oh Lord, my brother-in-law is sick again. 
because he had been extremely sick. So I was like, you know, let me get over here and make sure he's okay. That's what's going on in the back of my mind. And when I pulled up in that moment, I just got weak. And I was like, something's not right. The street was closed off on both ends. I was like, why do you, you know, I can't even get up the street. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I got to try to get to my sister's house. Yeah. Like, I got to make sure, you know, my brother-in-law's okay. That's what's going on in my mind. Because I knew she wasn't sick because, let's go back. Let me tell you what's funny. Is that we talked every day. We saw each other every day. But the day before she was murdered, we talked from that morning all the way clean through that night on FaceTime. We never done that before. But God has his way of goodbyes. Mm-hmm. So we didn't see each other that day because my brother-in-law was sick. But I never had a sign that something wasn't right that ate me up forever. But anyway, so I get there. I can't get up the street. I'm struggling to walk up the street out of breath. <laughs> and by the time I get to the house, I, they stopped me and I was like, I'm going here. And they're like, you can't go there. And I'm like, why not? You know, my sister's there, my nieces and nephews, and I have to get there. And in that moment, I just started getting chills over me. I was like, something's not right. Because why can't I go here? Mm-hmm. And I kept asking, like, you know, what's going on with my sister? And the lady, she just looked at me and she's like, can you sit down? And I was like, I don't need to sit down. I'm okay. You know, I, I, I've been out of breath before, you know. <laughs> so I just I, I need to know what's going on. In the moment when they told me my sister was deceased, the only thing that went through my mind was the kids. And it's like I couldn't breathe. Nothing else mattered but the kids. And it broke my heart because the sad part is that they removed the kids. They took them to CPS. Here I am all over the place trying to process the fact that I really don't know what's going on. I'm thinking somebody came in. It was a home invasion. And, you know, they murdered my sister and brother-in-law. Nobody's telling me anything. All they keep saying is that the kids are okay. So here I go to CPS to get the kids still, still trying to process this in my head and I get to CPS and they tell me the children can't be released to me. That broke my heart. I'm like, we spent 99% of our time together. Like, I'm all they know. They can't go with me. Yeah. So you take three kids that just lost their mother and father, you gonna place them with some strangers? Mm-hmm. Now I'm not where I'm from. Yeah. So like I told a lady, I said, I'm gonna be, you know, very clear with you. Uh, where I'm from, I, my I kids don't go to CPS. It takes a village where I'm from, and I got it. I said, so I need you to figure out how they going home with me and not with some stranger. Yeah. Because their life has just been shattered. And the last thing they wanted to be with some strangers. So the lady said, well, they can't go. I said, you need to figure out before we leave how they can go because they're not staying here. And still, they don't know what happened. All they know is that the police came and they got to go with some strangers. 
I'll never forget when I walked in the room. And they're just sitting there just as happy as can be. Don't have a care in the world what's going on before them. And I have to look them in their eyes to tell them that their mother is gone and that they'll never see their father again. Like, that's the most heartbreaking thing in the world I have to do. It's one thing to have to look at a kid and say, hey, you lost a parent, but that you'll never see both of your parents again. So in that moment, I knew that whatever it took to make sure that I was able to get those kids, I had to do. Here I am. I get them by God's grace and mercy. So here we are. I'm trying to figure this out because, of course, it's just always been me and my two little kids. So I'm just in a little simple, nice house that accommodated us. So, you know, here I am. I got to come up with a plan. And in that moment, I was like, God, I can't do this without you. If I ain't never talked to you, here I am. (laughs) You know, for whatever I did in the past, Lord, forgive me because I need you. And all I knew is that I had to make sure that they were okay. And are they okay? I know they're not. I know they're not. But do I do whatever it takes to make them comfortable, to make them feel loved, and to make them... uh, to put them in a situation to where if my sister was still here, I do. Because I know she would do the same thing for me. And you have to think about it. They didn't ask for this life. It's not the life they signed up for. So I wouldn't have had it any other way. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was sitting there saying to myself, how the heck am I going to take care of four kids, you know? But I haven't missed the beat. And I say this, God sends the unexpected. So, you know, just when I would be like, you know, oh, Lord, I got to do X, Y, and Z. It's like, boom. It's like stuff would just appear. People would appear out of nowhere. And I was like, okay, God, okay, I get it. You know, I get it. If I just let you do what you're supposed to do. And, and that's the hardest problem we have is giving a situation to God and leaving it. And I, str- I struggled with that for a long time. Okay, I know how to pray. I know we're supposed to trust and believe. That's easier said than done. Right, right. So here I am praying. And then I'll be like, oh, God, I don't know how we're going to do it. We got to get out of here. Oh, Jesus. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I was on Section 8 for 23 years. So I'm looking at like, huh, huh. I'm not giving my Section 8 up. I'm just being right. honest. Nah, you know? And then you go before the Section 8 and they say, oh, we can add them, but you can't get a bigger place. Oh, okay. That's what you say. That's right. what you say. But you don't know the God I'm serving. Right. So they kept giving me a hard time. And I, I just, one day I just said, you know what, God? I, I'm, let's, let's talk at this point. Because I, I come and pray and I humble myself. We got to talk. So I just really opened up and I just poured myself out to him and that was the problem I was so busy just trying to make sure I was praying the right way but we have to remember when you're talking to God it ain't no wrong or right right amen so I had to just give it to him and I was just like you know I had these kids I gotta make these babies comfortable like they didn't come from being piled up in one room my niece sleeping in the bed with me you know 
I need them to be comfortable and as normal as possible. So I don't know what we gonna do right. <laughs> to get them there, but God, I need you. And in that moment, I left it alone. Gotcha. I just left it alone. It was able to breathe for a minute because I couldn't breathe because I was so worried about what I had to do. You know, they used to having their own rooms and being in their own space and, you know, just being able to be kids and live life. I had to be able to give them that back. So it's like, in the back of my mind, I was still thinking like, I had to get my housing up. You know, we can be selfish and you know it is. And I was like, girl, the same way God blessed you with that, he gonna bless you with something greater. So if you have to walk away from that, walk away from it. You'll understand it later. And as things transitioned and things went on, I got the job at the school I'm at now as a kindergarten teacher. So I went from being an aide to a kindergarten teacher. You know, you I don't know if y'all know when you're an aide, you're struggling aide. Right. Because we already know you're not making any money in education. So I kept saying, I have to do something to better myself so that I can be better for them to make our situation better. So, okay. Got the job over there. I was like, okay, this might be working itself out. I had been working on, I was working on my credit and stuff way before I left the little house. Even though I ain't planning on leaving the little house, I was happy in the little house. Right. God knew. But I had started working on my credit. And, you know, us us as African Americans, let's just be transparent and real. We don't don't care about credit. But... It was just, I was like, I gotta get, this was way before my situation got bad. I was like, I can work on my credit. And one day I just started. And then I called my cousin. I was like, I'm gonna buy a house. And she said, you wanna buy a house? And I said, yeah, I wanna buy a house. <laughs> and right. in that moment, you know, you start looking and you're looking at the market and you're looking at different stuff. And I was like, oh, maybe I don't wanna buy no house. Right. Because stuff got real. Right. And then I stopped and I was like, and remember, he said we trust him and believe in God. So are we going to trust and believe him through this process? Or are we going to keep second question? And from that moment, I knew that 100% without God, I'm nothing. There's no way that I could be all I needed to be for those kids if I could not trust God's process. And like I said, it's been a journey. But I tell anybody, if you don't know how to pray... I will never get to know because with that I'm pretty sure it's plenty of days when I get up God said here she goes yeah because without him I'm nothing I'm just that's being it. and that's I'm all nothing that is, that is all he wanted you also mentioned too about you know people that you gotta have this corporate prayer and go to him as you are God what am I gonna do I don't understand I got, I got this going on like help me like what do you want me to do I don't I mean God wants to be as transparent and as honest as possible it's times when I ask him like God situation in my life but I don't I don't want to do this right I do not want to do this like you, you don't have to help me figure this out because this is not what I want but I'm trusting you to give me what you want and I just want everybody to know like you you go to God like you would go to, to a normal person because he if anybody knows you he knows you and he wants you don't want you to be fake and be like you know our father no yeah no uh the hell is father it's me again uh, right. I'm coming Seriously. to ask you for something and I, and I need you to show up for me because guess what I don't know how else I'm going to do this Seriously. besides you making a way so I need you to do that so I just want people to know that like you definitely confirm that talk to God how you need to talk to him like I, it's times when situations like God I don't like her 
I do not like her guy. I don't want, I don't, I don't, I don't, help me deal with this. I'm not supposed to dislike anybody. Help me like this person. Help me like God. I hate this job. It's so many times he wants us to be open and honest and to say what we want and what we like. He don't want us to sit there and try to find the, the right words to say. He knows us more than we know ourselves. It's true. If I used to be so big on, like you said, trying to pay right, you know, dear Heavenly Father, I'm, I'm just being honest. Right. No, you know, I'm, to, I'm with you. Yeah, to make way. sure you use the right words. And I said, you know what? You know, you got to get down and you got to talk to God and you got to, you got to let him know. You know, you got to give it to him because... At the same time, you could be in there, you know, oh, Heavenly Father. And then two minutes later, there you go again. It ain't going to work. Yeah. No, you don't, gotta, reach, don't even reach the rule with your prayers. Yeah, you got to really, you got, you have to really just start trusting and believing God's process. And that's really, really the journey that I had to be on was trusting and believing God's process. And, you know, and like now, here I am again. I just lost my oldest sister, February the 6th. And I'm like, you know, you knew when you gave her to us, when you were gonna take her back. Yeah. So at this point, am I am I okay with it? No, no, cause never did I think I would not have any siblings. So I don't have any siblings. I'm the last man standing. Here I am, I got four kids and I have to take care of my mother. And here I am again, but this time I'm not gonna question God's works. I'm just going to take him and do what he asked me to do and trust and believe that this is how it was supposed to be. Because if you don't, you'll overthink, you'll confuse your own self. We confuse our own self. The drama says crazy. Because I'm telling you, through the process, my son and then my baby sister, I'm telling you, I, I was literally just got back where I needed to be and was comfortable with getting up every day and going on and then bam, my sister's gone. So here I am again. So if you don't, if you don't believe in me, you don't trust him. You are trying, I promise you. It, it works. It works. And, it, and like I said, it's not easy just to get up every day. And I'm not gonna lie and tell nobody that when I wake up in the, every morning that I'm okay. Cause it's some mornings that I have to sit on the side of the bed and cry and get myself together. But I know my reason for being so it's okay to cry it it's okay to be sad it's okay not to understand but it's okay to keep on keeping on yes and again Man. we all have reason for being it may not even be kids we'll all put here for a reason god has a plan for all of us do we understand it or is it gonna always be clear and plain sometimes you just have to go with the process and know that god is not gonna put it off on you because it's some days to where i'm up at five o'clock and I don't go to bed till two o'clock in the morning, but it's okay. It's okay. I still have to do what I have to do. And again, I still have to trust his process because he, I'm at this point and I don't know what he's trying to show me. He's trying to show me something. He waiting on me to get it. It ain't him. He's waiting on me. And, and now he's telling me, I've used three individuals. You still don't have it. So I have to keep trusting. I have to keep going. So anything he puts before me, whether it's to make sure those kids are okay, to make sure my mother's okay, I gotta keep doing it. Until he tells me, well done, yeah. hey, it's my job at this point. Yeah. And you're doing it well. I thank you. And, and you know, people ask well. me, people ask me that, like, you know, how do you get up and, and smile? You know, after being sad for so long, who wants to continue to walk around sad? Like, 
But I gotta tell anybody, I'm not okay. <laughs> I'd be lying to you if I told you that. But with God, all things are possible. So you get up, you pray, you push, you just keep going, you keep trying. It's gonna work itself out. You don't know when. It ain't for you to know when. Because God's timing is better than our timing. And again, if we don't learn how to trust God's process, that's our biggest downfall. Is not trusting God's process. We just want to. We just want to know what to do, how to do it. We want Him telling us exactly what to do. We want to work out how we how we want to work out. And it's not how His. It's not how He. It's not how He orchestrates. Like He doesn't work like that. He don't. He just wants us to be able to. Hey, if I give you this nudge, you go this direction. I want you to trust me. That's really what he wants us to do as any individual, as women, as men, and people on his earth, to know that his plan is better than our plan. And I'm going to tell you my hardest thing through this process has been, I've never been one to ask for help. I've never been one to ask for help. Because if I did know, I figured it out. And if I didn't have an answer, my sister had the answer. But she's not here anymore. So I have to figure it out. And God has sent some amazing people that have truly been a blessing. Not only to my sister's kids, but to my kids. And it just warms your heart because nobody's obligated or dedicated to do anything. We all know that. And my daughter didn't take a hit like they took a hit. She lost her father at a young age, but she still has at least a parent. So... To know that God has, I mean, it's just a special group of people that from the day I lost my sister up until this day, almost four years, like four years later, has never left. And I've also learned that anytime, you know, we all have friends, but you know that anytime you're going through something, or something good happens for you, or something happens that you don't understand and you need them the most, that's when you lose people. And this has been a true journey, and God has showed, showed me who's for me and who's against me. And I'm, I'm, I'm forever grateful for that, because the ones you spend so much time helping, the ones you spend so much time looking out for, the ones that you are so concerned about, when anything good happens for you, or you need them, they're the first ones to go. That's a word in itself. But you also have to remember, everybody's not traveling the same road you travel. Everybody's not on the same journey that you're on. Some people are just around to stick in and see what they can get while they can get it. And then when you start needing them and they move or they separate themselves, that's fine. And that's fine. Because at the end of the day, God sent the unexpected. And the unexpected happens that they have not failed me not one day. Not one day. You will will put the people in your life that you need. And it's been amazing. And I don't think it's nothing in this world that I can do to ever repay them. And they're not looking to be repaid. Everything they've done has been genuinely from the heart. And you don't find people like that anymore. Rare. But I said that God sent the unexpected. And I'm grateful for that. And I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's been some days. I'm just being serious that I've been sitting over there in my little prayer room. And I'd be like, you know, God, now, you said that you were for me and that you wouldn't put nothing on me <laughs> no more than I could bear. And then, boom. I'm like, don't he do it? Yeah. But, but, it's all, but it's all about one thing. 
trusting me. Even if two men leaving it. And like I said, I, I didn't get here overnight. Because right, I'm right. telling you, it's all the process. when I lost my son, I lost a whole lot. I lost faith. I did. And it was like, like, no, you want to let that happen to me. But just like you said, why not me? Yeah. Why not? So like I said, it's been a journey. And I tell anybody, you're not going to understand. You don't have the answer. So don't try to figure <laughs> right. it out yourself right. because you'll drive your own self crazy. And again, I idle mind is the devil's workshop. So you really, really have to stay prayed up. And then too, it's not always the devil. Sometimes God just throws stuff at you to get you back on track. Exactly. That's why I tell everybody, it's not always the devil. It's not we always. We blame him though. Yeah, but it's we not should. always the devil. Sometimes, you know, God make you bump your head and say, I told you, yeah. you know, to bring you back. And sometimes he'll redirect your path to stop something from happening to you. So, you know, like I say, I always say, trust the process. Keep pushing and praying. I promise you the outcome like is better that, that keep way. Pushing, I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. Keep pushing and praying. Like, that's the best yeah, thing. That, that's, the, that's, that's what I live by. Yeah. Anytime I get on Facebook and I got a word for you, if you're not pushing and praying, then you don't know who God is. You don't know who he is because it's a journey. I mean, I know people who haven't had to deal with anything that I've dealt with. And, you know, we get so big-headed to where... We're so used to praying only when something happens. Yeah. And I've learned through this process, you better get up and pray every day because we're all on borrowed time. Everybody's on borrowed time. It's a relationship that, that you know, the relationship that we establish with God um, through the ups and downs, that's what we have. That's going to be what's going to strengthen us the most and what we lean on the most. When life hits us hard, and it's also too why I, want, I like to tell parents and people period like let's make sure we give our kids a foundation of God because they gonna hit life hard too we might not be here to steer them through it we might not be here that we can but they need to just like you were able to lean on God to help you get through this we don't know what they're about to do, deal with through life and we want to make sure that they have some type of foundation right to lean on because that's why we're dealing with suicide we're dealing with so many kids getting into so many stuff at a young age I'm like why are they getting younger and younger doing this like the whole fentanyl is just going crazy. These kids are not, they don't know how to cope. They're not, they don't, they don't, they may not know God. They may not have had a relationship. Their parents may not know God. So therefore they go into the easiest thing they know to kind of deal with the pain that they're dealing with. And we need to definitely stress our best as we can to give, you know, give our kids a foundation. And you know, not only that, it's just, it's, it's just so important to, you know, I know we're tired. I know we're overwhelmed. I know we have to work. I know a lot of us are single parents. Not everybody has been blessed to have a two-parent household. But talk to your kids. You know, that's just that's one that's been always a thing for me. How was your day? You know, what could you have done to make your day better? If we don't ask our kids what's going on in their lives, they're gonna ask somebody else, or they're gonna find it themselves. They're gonna find it somewhere. So I just say, you know, ask them. They may not want to talk to you. Oh well. And, you know, it, it's funny, just like my nieces and nephews, like, they know me as, you know, who we going to A Denise house to have fun? That's what they knew me as before, you know, all of this happened. So now, it's like, we got to live with her. <laughs> she ain't that fun. Right, we got to live here. You know, but my thing about that is, it's like, you know, if they could go to their rooms and shut the doors, you know, but go in there, open the door. Talk to them, you know, ask them how they, they went. Just find out where they are. Because remember, 
Itemine is a devil workshop, and they go for our kids first. Man, he yeah. goes for our kids first. Garbage. Yes, yes. Especially like when you say with the drugs, it's just so easy to you know concur. You know, don't make you feel good. That you're gonna you know you're gonna be relaxed, and you know a lot of people don't have that willpower to not want to fit in, or you know, and what they don't understand is that. Everybody has a different reaction to a drug. Well, I may take a drug and I get right up and walk away. You may take that same drug and fall dead, but they don't know that. They don't know that because we don't invest enough time in them for them to know. That's a word. Because we're so, but you got to think about we're so busy. We have to get out work, make sure they eat, make sure their homework done. And in your mind, you say, go to bed. Right, right. So I can breathe for a moment. But it only takes a few minutes to ask them how their day was and to just to see where they're at. And having teenagers, baby, I know I get on their nerves. But at the end of the day, it gives me a sense of mind and a peace of mind to know that they're not going to tell me everything, but at least I asked enough questions to at least kind of see where they're headed. Like I said, it's, we're not going to always be able to recognize everything. But, you know, they're entitled to bad days, too. They could be having a bad day. You know, it's not always about me being overly tired or overworked or overstressed. They go through the same thing. They have to get up and go to school. You know, all these requirements for kids to graduate, they're pushed with a lot of things too. But again, it comes most of the time in single parent homes. We push them to the side because we're up against so much. You got to provide. And that's where my last uh, podcast episode when I talk about the confessions of a of a working mom or a workaholic, that's had that whole aspect that you just talked about confirm everything that I said on that podcast and what God is doing in my life and hopefully through other uh, mothers' lives. But I had to let go of something I wanted to, to do the most, like being a head coach is all I ever dreamed about doing. And this past year, God dealt with me in a way to where it's like these kids that you're having to deal with as a coach, as a teacher, who you see the trauma that they're dealing with, they're coming to you for advice, you're a counselor, you they dealing with this, that's going to be your kids if you don't slow down and change. And I was like, God, but I just got started. It ain't about that. I'm like, well, guess what? God, I trust you. So I walked out of a role last year. I stepped into the head coach after three years and doing something I always dreamed of doing. But my family means more to me. My kids mean more to me than what career I want to be chasing, the bag that I want to be chasing. And I had to realize he's going to take care of us no matter what. Right. It ain't all about me. And there's so many parents that are like, well, wow, I was selfish. Like, the kids, I don't have time to spend. I, don't, like, I, can't, I can't go here. I can't do this field trip. I can't. I got to work. So you want to be able to you know, live in this house. You want these type of shoes. You want to be able to live the lifestyle you live. That was my excuse. And that's a lot of parents' excuse. And why this is coming up again on this episode um, is because that's a big factor that God is trying to get us in in this generation. We talk about how this generation is so different and so bad and they just disrespectful. They are. They don't listen to nobody. But guess what? You know why they, because we don't have, we're not spending time with them. Mamas cannot spend time with them, especially again, like you said, in a single uh, parent household. We got to work. You got to provide. Most kids are coming home from school with the key and they ain't seeing mama till the nighttime. Right. It's right. And what are you doing? That was, and that was me. Like on game days, I would have a game two days out of the week because the tournament is going to be longer than that. It's times that I woke up, my kids were asleep. I came home, my kids were asleep. Who's impacting them throughout the day? My husband doing the best he can, but he ain't mama. Right, you're right, you know, it's you're stuff right. that it's only some things that mothers can do. We got God gave us that nurturing and, and the mother aspect for a reason. And I was like, God, I I, I want to slow down. And again, this this episode is called Grief to Glory, but it's crazy because grief comes in so many different ways that 
thank God I haven't had the experience, you know, the grieving of a person and losing someone in my life. But I actually, for the last four months, grieved losing my job. As far as not losing my job, but stepping down from that position. Right. I'm like, I didn't want to, I said, I don't want to do this. I love coaching. You're like, well, you want to lose your kids? You want to lose your family? Right. right. So I had to make a decision. Like, nah, nah, I don't love it that much, guys. But I actually grieved it. I remember when I, I chose to step down and... It was a while. Like, it took a lot for me to make that decision. I went back and forth. I talked to my husband. I prayed. I talked to other people, trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. But, and I say, this whole year right now, I'm coaching, but I ain't coaching the high school. I'm figuring my life out here. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm figuring my life out. That's my, what I'm, I'm talking about as far as right now. But I would talk to people, and I was like, God, I don't want to do this. So I actually, I actually resigned as a, as a, as a coach. That this last year, that's the same time. This same time, this same month, I resigned as a head coach and said, you know what, I told my principal, next year I'll come back as a teacher, but I'm not coaching. And I'm stepping on my role. And I was like, I'll finish out the year, whatever you want me to do, I'll do that. And I think the next week, they was like, well, we're going to use another coach from the staff, so you were leaving your duties. I mean, like the next week, I didn't even have a coach's office. I'm like, look out. So the last two months of school, and at the school I was at, it was so, like, the school was small, so every teacher didn't have a classroom. So I was one of the teachers, I was a coach, I was a floating teacher. I went to different period, different classrooms every period. I didn't have my own classroom. So guess where Brittany was at during athletics for the last two months of school? I had to go sit in my car. And I'm just like, God, wait a minute, I went from being a head coach to having, and not only that, having a head coach, I had, I finally felt like I had some power. Right. I finally had some say so. Somebody finally saw who I was and my potential. And then I let it go. And I don't even have nowhere to go. I'm sitting two. I'm last two months of school. I'm sitting in my car every last two hours of the day. Like, God, I mean, you could have. And then we try to tell how we wanted to go. Like, God, you could at least let them let me, you know, finish out to the end of the year. But it wasn't like that. It was like, no, I said you gotta let it go. You let it go. You took that big step and you did that. So let it go completely. And still below us, y'all. Like you said, we still be trying to make waves. We still be trying to make waves. So I was supposed to. I, it all had worked out. Too. I was supposed to go back next year as a librarian at my school at Life. And I was going to be a librarian, still getting paid, my teacher paid, and I was going to work on my principal certification. But us and what we think we still, I'm like, ah, God, I, I need to see if it's going to get out of my system. I applied to a couple jobs, um, had a couple interviews, and then I promise you, like a week before school, like I was like, you know what, I'm not going to do nothing anymore. Like I'm, I, I'm not going, I'm just going to do what I'm supposed to be doing. And still, us getting being in ourselves, I said, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try one more time. I said, maybe if I just go to the middle school, there's gonna be less time. It's not gonna be as strenuous. So then, you know, I can still be mama, still have more time. It's not gonna take away all my schedule. But I'm gonna go back and just do middle school this year. I did it. Pay was good. Made more money than I was making when I was a head coach. It ain't all about money. I'll tell you that right now. Even though it was better, God did allow me to have more time with my kids. I hated it. I'm in a role right now, and I'm like, I'm, I'm coaching sports that I shouldn't even be coaching because I couldn't let go. Because I was grieving. Just just trust him. All you got to do is trust him. Like, God, he still allowed me to get the desires of my heart. And he's got my system. I promise you, I've been in this middle school this year. This is the first time I've been in middle school since we started. I started with y'all in middle school. I said I would not go back to middle school because these kids are a different breed. But I have been challenged, and this is a year 11, and I have dealt with some stuff in year 11 with these kids that I hadn't dealt with in any of my years of teaching. And it was some days I'm like, God, I can't do this. Like, I'm, where, 
I'm trying to get out this contract because right. it was stressful. And God's like, this is what you wanted, right? This, this is what you wanted. You just would have sat back and let me do my thing. Right. You, it would have been a little different. You would have been a principal by now. And you've been finding your principal job next year. But guess what? We want to do what we want to do. So I'm just now getting enrolled in my principal certification. And it's like I'm pushing back the process a whole year because I want to do it. I still want to make sure I had it on myself. God still gave me grace with that. But my thing is, it's just... We got to trust the process. When God say something, like I, I, I trusted him. I let go of that role. But um, he's like, I want you to let go of it completely right now. And not saying it's going to be forever, but your kids need you. Like, he showed my daughter. My daughter needs me. My, I have two daughters, five and ten. And my young one, she like me. But Alea, she, she like me in so many ways. But she'll test me. And there's some things that was happening within her and what she was doing. Like, she needs you. She needs you at home. She needs you more present. She needs you watching and checking up on her mm-hmm. and paying attention to her. And I'm like, okay, God, I get it. So after a whole year now, I'm going into whatever he called me going to next. But I do feel like I I chose to coach another year because of me. I don't think that's what God really wanted for me, but he allowed me to do it. So. Well, he's going to let you bump your head to bounce back. He got to. He has to. Because, you know, it, it, it's funny, you know, how we'll say you know, that, that just go with relationship, you know, jobs, life period, how we'll say we don't want something and I'm done and I'm going to walk away. And, you know, you ask God to remove you from the situation and then here you are, okay, okay, God, you did it. Yeah. And then boom, you right back where you started. Yeah. So that's it. That back into so it. that's again of, you know, being able to trust the process until you fully, fully put yourself in a position and you really understand God's process. And you really understand what he has, what he has for us. I can tell you that in this, my, this life has not been easy for me. And I didn't sign up for anything that I had to go through. But I tell you, I've learned so much from what I've had to go through. I'm going to tell you, growing up, I used to be so angry at the relationship my mom and my sisters had. I used to be like, like, do she love him more than she loved me? You know, like. She be always looking out for him, you know. That it was just always something that would strike a nerve that she did with them that I felt like she didn't do for me. So I would just be like, "Now, didn't she? She forgot about me." I struggled with that for years, and one day I just broke down. I mean, I was all over the place, and I was crying, and I was like, "You know, God, I don't get it. Like, what have?" It, do I look too much like my daddy? <laughs> Am I my daddy? Too much of my daddy's child? Like, did he do something to her? I was so busy trying to figure it out. I was just so, so busy trying to figure out, like, what did I do in this life that would make me feel that my mother loves my siblings more than me? And my mother became sick. My baby sister was already deceased. My oldest sister became sick. She couldn't do anything for my mother. So here I am. Everything is strictly on me. You have to be careful how you play with God, too. Right. You have to be careful with the way that you use your words. Because God will give you what you want. And you may not even really want it. But he'll give it to you. I'm, you know, right. I'm being honest. And, like, to this day, my mother stays with me. She's fully paralyzed. And there are days when I don't know how to provide for her. There are days when I don't feel like I'm giving her all she needs. But at the end of the day, God said, I'll give you what you want. 
you want that lost time that you feel like you didn't have, now you have it. Wow. So now this is your job to make sure that your mother is okay. And at first, I thought I was being punished. You know, here I go again. Like, why I got, you know, why why me? Why can't somebody else do it? Right. But God said, I must wipe everything from you. That was one of the lessons I learned. He took everything from me for me to understand that you wanted this time so bad with you and your mother. Now you have it. Nobody's in your way. Nobody. So for whatever you feel like you missed, here you go, baby girl. (laughs) But you know, you have to be, you just have to be careful what you speak out because, you know, they say, asking you shall receive. And you know, I, I used to, that used to be a big thing for me. Like, you know, I would want to be like, you know, my mama called me today, talking to my friends. Like, girl, yeah, you talk to my be like, I ain't talk to my mom in a week. You know, now I talk to her every day. So, you know, you just have to be careful. At first, I was, you know, mad and angry. Like, I got to do this, is it? But now I'm grateful that God has allowed me to be able to do it. Because at first, I'm telling you, it was a struggle. And I used to say, oh, God, I can't do this. Not me. But God said, why not you? You just what you wanted. So now you have it. So now take this moment and whatever you feel like you didn't have, now you have an opportunity to gain it. We see each other every day. We talk every day. Our relationship is better. I hate that I had to be wiped of everything to get to this point. But again... God had a plan already prepared before us that, you know, we're not going to ever know about. You know, we'll fix up a blueprint in the middle of our life. And we'll say that we're going to be X, Y, and Z, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to marry him, and I'm going to buy this, and I'm going to get that, and you'll still be sitting over there with nothing. And God said, oh, okay. And then blame him for not working out like it's supposed to. But we didn't include him. We didn't include him. And every time you don't include him, you know, you're going to bump your head. But that was one of the biggest things that I struggled with was me and my mother's relationship. God fixed it. Yeah. We're going to, you know, we're gonna, I'm going to have you back on another uh, episode, too, about about mothers and relationships. Because, you know, we got a lot to talk about. That's all we used to talk about. I know, right? You shared a lot of good stuff Man. about just about parents and people don't get it that just because you transition to an adult that don't mean that you don't still need your parents you know you struggle too sometimes you need a little bit guidance on what to do with your own kids you know from your own parents and you know it's it's, it's what we call life you know you're gonna go through this life and need people yeah but i tell you i will i will keep saying god will send the unexpected yeah, people send the unexpected, and it's 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 been amazing from from the police department that found my sister to the DA who charged my brother-in-law to my sister's friends. It's just like their parents are not here, but they haven't missed the beat. And I wouldn't stand before nobody and say I do this by myself. Without God, I'm nothing. And without my village, I'm, I'm I'm not nothing because there are a lot of days when I, I don't have it figured out. Some days I worry, like, you know, here I am, I have to raise a whole nother daughter. You know, you have to be mindful of what you do, what you say, because she's watching. And my niece is very affectionate. She's 
very close-knit, you know, so you have to be very, very careful on what you do and what you say. So, you know, just as transitioning and going through this process, like, without the unexpected people that God has put in my life, I'm nothing. So I am forever grateful. And I don't think I, if I don't do nothing but get up every morning and thank him for that, because it's, it's truly a struggle to look at three individuals and knowing that you can't give them what they want. And you try to give them enough to survive to where they don't give up. Because again, they still have to transition through life trying to figure out. Because I know they have a lot of questions of why that I can never answer. And I hate that I don't know and that I don't have the answers. But all I can do is keep instilling them letting them know how much I know that both of their parents love them. At the end of the day, do I agree with the situation? But they're still their parents. And he's still their parent. So, you know, we'll never know why. We'll never probably get the truth. But they love you guys. That's all I can, you know, that's all I can do at the end of the day. And to make sure that they're okay. And, you know, for anybody, even for you, when you feel like you can't, you can. You know, you have two reasons for being. Well, really, you have three because you have a stepson, too. And you have a husband that's expecting you to get up every day along with him and make things happen. So it gets hard for everybody. And your situation is totally different from mine. So I say to anybody, if I can get up every day, because I tell you, my heart is broken. It's shattered. I'm hurt. But it don't mean quit. Yeah, it don't mean quit. Even when I tried to quit, I couldn't quit. Even when I felt like giving up, I couldn't give up. Because again, even at the, even when I thought I couldn't, God has showed me every single day that I have reason for being. And it may not be the kids. It may just be to let somebody know that you can do it. You can do it. it I, I promise you, if you're just dealing with something simple, you, you can do it. Because I, I don't even know how I'm saying mentally. Without God, I promise you, I would not be sane mentally. Because when I lost my son, I was drinking. I'm sorry, I was drinking. And I've never been a big drinker. I was drinking so much. I mean, I had that cup on the side of that bed. And as soon as I heard my daughter shut her door, I shut my door and go in that closet. And I'm telling you, when I went to sleep and woke up with my head hurting and my mind still confused, everything was still before me. God has said, he had already told me this life wasn't going to be easy. Nothing in life for us is ever going to be easy. But if you keep pushing and praying and trusting the process, I promise you, it's greater outcome. There's a greater outcome. Because without either, I'm nothing. I'm nothing. Our story is definitely a testimony to so many people, even for me. Um, just hearing like your strength and how you made it through, like it's it's a blessing. Like so, it makes me think about like you just said. And if she can get up every day with a smile on her face and and do the do, it's no excuse for nobody. But us others that we fly, I'm dealing with. Oh, I had to let this job go. That no, you know we. It could be so much worse. You know, I'm, you, you're showing me that my situation can be so much worse. And I, I thank God I'm. I'm blessed, but just even letting the job go for a moment, that was it was a big problem for me. But to think about how I haven't had to go through nearly what you went through, it's no excuse for me to, to not to be sad, to, to be mad or be grieved about that situation. Like trust God and keep pushing. But you know what I will say, you have to look at the situation. 
you know, I know you, you know, I know you love sports. <laughs> I know you love sports, but we also have to remember this. You asked God to give it to you. He gave it to you. You got the test of water. You got the feel of it. You went in full. I know anything that you've done in sports, you went in full speed ahead. And you came out tired. So he said, you asked me for it, and I gave it to you. Okay, here I am, three years in. I did, God, you gave it to me. Now I'm asking you for a way out. God, I also show you who you didn't with. See how easy they took everything, just wiped everything from you? The same way they gave it to you, they took it back. Without a thought, we have to remember. You said you didn't want it. They didn't take it into consideration that you were considerate enough to say that I'll stay till the end of the year. They just thought, oh, she don't want it? Okay, let's show her what she don't want. But I bet you one thing, the whole time you were in that position, you were dedicated to everything you did because you're passionate about it and you have a love for it. Not one time did you ever have to do anything that you did. God wanted you to see who you were dealing with and for you to understand if you're asking me for something and I'm telling you something, let me show you. Let me show you. You asked me. You asked me for it. I gave it to you. I removed you from what you no longer wanted. Now let me help you where you're trying to be. You really want to be for your kids? He had to take it all from you to get you to understand that that's not where you were supposed to be. But then you kept bumping your head. You kept touching it. Because you wanted to still be a coach. And then bam. Here I am. Oh, I'm going to put her in a position that she, that ain't going to work for and that she going to regret she took to get her to understand that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. That part. Let him do his thing. And, that, and, and it, it's just, it happens to the best of us. Because even when we were at DeSoto, I stayed way long after you did. And I said, here I am. You know what? I don't want to go in the classroom, Lord. Put me in the office. <laughs> oh, Okay. I go in the office, it's the worst thing that could have ever happened. Oh, wow. You know, you just have to be careful what you ask for. And in that moment, I was like, no, I can't keep coming in this office. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you know, and I had kept saying, anything that I do, I need to make sure, God, that it's going to be beneficial to my new situation. So whatever I do, I have to be considerate that I have those kids. I have to be in a situation to where I can get to those kids if something go wrong because there's nobody to call but me. When I tell you God showed up and showed out, man, me having a job, my job is literally five minutes from my house. If I need to go, I can go. But in through the process, it was a trust, it was a trust, it was me trusting because at first, like I said, I didn't have no trust. I was like, oh no, you did all this to me? Oh no, trust you? But that moment when I brought myself back and I trusted him with the process, God fixed everything the way he saw fit for it to be. Not not me, not me. Because me, all I kept saying is, I'm not getting that big old house and mortgage, I'm not doing it. God said, it's not for you. It's not for you, nor is it about you. That's it, that part. And that's what we have to, I realized and I'm steady realizing, it ain't about us. It is not about us. And sometimes we put ourselves in the forefront, but I don't want it. I don't, this, me, this impact, how this impacts me. But it ain't about us. No, and it's not. It's not, it's not about us. And we can get that aspect of like, you know what? And that's, it's whole process of the situation. And, 
and it's me taking a job out. Like I said, I probably shouldn't have took. I was like, okay, Lord, I'm ready now. I, I trust you. You know, he had to, like you said, let me bump my head. But I had to get to a place where, you know what, God, not my will, but your will be done. And that's hard to say, God, you know, to let go of what you want, your desires, and what you see yourself doing and what you see yourself in your life being. That is hard. But if we go before him daily, He, what he wants for us is way better than what we can want for ourselves. And if we just really sit back and stop tripping, because I was tripping, and if we just sit back and just let him do him, it's way better than what. So now, like, this podcast, five years ago, I was supposed to do this podcast. Five years ago. But guess who didn't have the time to do it five years ago? Me, because I'm still trying to chase a dream and coach and, and do this and do that. But God finally got me in a position to where he had to move some stuff, sit me down, and now I have the time to do it. I don't know where it's going to take me with this. I don't mind having even be in the education system. I'm thinking I'm going to go be a principal where God can take this God knows where. And this is something he might have wanted for me a long time ago, because, but I had to stop it. Like, no, God, let your will be done. That's the hardest part. It's so hard. It's so hard. Because we, we got the vision. We see for ourselves, I want this, I want that. This is how I see my lifestyle. And it ain't, it ain't about that. It is about what he has for us and what he has and that's best for us and his purpose. It's all about his purpose. And we got we got to set ourselves aside. And I, it took me self-reflecting that job and reflecting on that job and then what it was doing to me and my family for me to really see that, you know what, it ain't about me, it's about God. And right now I'm at the place after taking a job and, and dealing with these middle school kids. I'm like, Lord, coaching three sports had attracted me last time. I'm like, God, I got this. Why, why, why did I do this? Why did I sign up? I didn't need this. I didn't have to do this. Why did I do it? And I'm, like I said, I'm almost done with it, but he just make us, hey, he had to show me. I had to learn the hard way to show me I got something else for you. Yeah. You can hold on to it as long as you want to, but that's going to be on you. I got something else for you. Yeah. So, again, trust him and trying mm-hmm. and keep pushing. And praying. Pushing and we, praying. We, we know what to do. We do. Like, again, you know, like you said, it's, it's just the hardest part. Because my biggest thing was, you know, I, I was, it was just so selfish. It was so selfish. And I didn't mean anything by it. And, and again, I knew my sister was going to do whatever she had to do if it was me. But in my mind, it was, Lord, I'm not equipped to take care of four kids. Here I am, again, still working in DeSoto. I was getting off late because you're forced to work the after-school program to make ends meet. I was like, now there has to be something that's going to put me in the situation to where I can do what I need to do to make sure these kids are okay. Because now, again, it's me. It's me. And, and when I tell you, I promise to you, Never ever did I see myself staying in a house. I stayed, I'm just being honest. I'll be honest, be transparent. Never, never did I ever see my house myself staying in the house I stay in. No, not me. Never ever did I ever see myself saying, Oh no, I'm a homeowner. You know, never did I ever see myself being able to go in anywhere and get anything I wanted because my credit was that good. But it was never about my timing. It wasn't on me. God out, it got out like again. He already had the plan. God made everything go the way it did. I got my job. I was able to get a house. I hadn't had a car in forever. Never had I been able to just walk in a car lot 
and pick what I wanted, they'd be like, okay, Miss Perkins, come right over here. This is what you can right. get with the cosign, you know. So in in the process of all of this, God has really made me humble myself and to trust him. But like I said, I could have done none of that without him because I, it's a struggle to get your credit back right for right, one. Right. And God just gave me the tools that I needed and I didn't have to pay anybody. Mm-hmm. He gave me what I needed to fix my own credit. But again, it was trusting the process that I had to first come to reality of that worked. Mm-hmm. If you don't trust him and you keep trying to do stuff yourself, you're going to forever bump your head. You're going to forever be where you are. And in my mind, okay, if I ever lose my job, Section 8 going to pay for, my, pay for us somewhere to live. But God said, I'll help you get back. Yeah. So why would I not help you as you transition on to greater things? Yes. If I gave you something as simple as that, why is it that I can't bless you with something greater and something bigger because you deserve it? So it's, it's, just, it's just all about accepting the fact that what he has for us is never going to be what we put in place. It's going to be better for you, but it's not going to always be what you had aligned for your life. And just again, that just trust it. That's it. Just trust it. That's all. I, I can't say it enough because that was my biggest struggle. And being in this situation to know that, like I said, God has sent the unexpected and God has not failed me yet because I already knew when all this happened to me, my life was going downhill. I knew. Because that's just what we think. Yeah. We always think of the negative yeah. first. We don't yeah. never think of what's positive that can happen. But God, made, he has made a true way. And like I said, blessed me with some amazing people. I lost some people who I really loved and cared about. But at the same time, we just not, we're not going the same way. And everybody that's going with you, are not going to finish with you. So, you know, you just, I don't wish no ill will on nobody. I wish everybody blessings. But we just headed in two different directions. And I got four people banking on me. And right, right. now, my mental is everything to me. So, yeah. if you're not going to bring me peace, because I, I still have to get up and keep pushing for them every day. So, nah. So, whatever it is, it's just, it's not it's not too big for him. It's not too big. So, um, as we wrap up this episode, I know y'all have gotten a lot from Ms. Perkins and myself. Like, I'm just sitting here blown away and, and inspired by her story. So I know everybody else is. Is there anything else you want to leave with the audience or something that can inspire other women who have dealt with grief, who have dealt with trials and tribulations? Um, everything that you've talked about, is there anything, any other advice you want to give uh, besides keep pushing and praying? Because that one ain't going to leave me for sure. I promise you're going to say it on a shirt next week, so I'm going to send you one. Uh, but anything else you want to leave? I just say that no matter how big the situation is, just always keep the faith and know that God never sleeps. He makes us tired for a reason so that he can go to work. And if we're constantly up busy, you know, giving it to him and taking it back and giving it to him and taking right. it back, we're not allowing him an opportunity to fix the situation. And we're not going to understand everything that happens in our life. Because I still struggle day to day. Because, again, my son taught me what it was to be everything that I am today. And to have to give him back, that never goes away. I deal with that every day. But whatever you're going through, whatever it is, you're bigger than it. And God is way bigger than it. 
So, you know, don't, we use the situation to keep us where we are. Take the situation and build and grow and learn from it. You know, you just never know that it's a reason why God is doing what he's doing in my life and anybody else's life. And I know a lot of times, you know, I'm so busy picking with whatever he has going on that he's trying to fix that I've missed some things. Some things I've caught, but some things I've missed. And I know that God is not done with me. I also know that God didn't bring me this far to leave me. And he didn't let me go through these things to break me or to punish me. And I had to come to all of that from trusting and trying it. And I can never say it enough. Keep pushing and praying because I promise you, without prayer, we are nothing. And again, we don't need to just pray when something is going wrong. We need to pray every single day. If you don't do nothing, wake up in the morning and say, Lord, I just thank you for these lights. Amen. You know, be thankful for it because it's some people that sit in the dark. It's some people that don't even have a place to call home. I know this past weekend we went to I went to Austin. And you think that the homeless rate is high here? Every turn we made, there was somebody sleeping outside. There was a tent. There was a cart. So, you know, you have to really be careful and really be mindful of being selfish and not thanking God because that could easily be you. That could easily be me. You know, we have to be very, very careful with that. And I just say that nothing is too big for God. We just have to stop for a moment and, and know that it's not too big for him. Just, just trust the process. I promise you, it works. It works. And giving up is not an option. Again, I tried it several times and it don't work. Giving up is not an option. So just keep pushing until it happens. Keep praying until you see results. But again, when you give it to him, leave it. Right. Don't keep taking it back. And I promise you the outcome is better. Man, you have blessed us today with this episode. I thank, I thank you. I'm so grateful you came. Um and shared your story with us and with the world pretty much and man it's just so much that I'm gonna go back and reflect on from this episode but again like Miss Perkins she told y'all everything y'all need to say I don't need to say much else but again to keep love Lord Jesus continue to uh pray and push and trust him y'all ladies and fellas and fathers and mothers we gotta we gotta trust God uh, my situation might not understand it, but we gotta trust God. Again, thank you, Miss Perkins, for sharing your story with us. Thank and y'all, you. this won't be the last time that you see her on uh, Praying Mamas with a Purpose podcast because she definitely um, has a lot of jewels to share with y'all, a lot of wisdom. And I think God's gonna use you in mighty ways with this story. You might not understand this is just the beginning of what God's gonna do in your life. Um, I know you have to experience a lot of loss, but He's gonna give you back tenfold what you lost. All right. Well, that's okay. it, guys. Um, until next week, y'all be safe. Uh, thank you guys for listening to us today. Thank you for giving us your time uh, and your attention. Um, I really believe and hope that this episode uh, was able to bless somebody's life uh, in more ways than one. And guys, again, appreciate y'all all your support and stay tuned next week for a new episode.